1: Hello, and welcome to episode number 177 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm really excited to be back on your earbuds again this week, so thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're new to this show or new-ish to this show, then welcome. Make sure we're connected over on Instagram. I'm Veronica E. Grant. I would love to know who you are and get to know you and get to know how I can support you better. And make sure you take a dip back into the archives and listen to any of the episodes that really resonate for you. And if you've been listening for a while, then welcome back. You know, I'm excited that you're here again. And if we haven't been connected to Instagram, then you too. Make sure that you come over, say hello, send me a DM, comment one of my photos. I would just really love to know who you are and how I can support you. So I just got a quick little story here to tell you. A couple of weeks ago, my husband said, hey, Veronica, if you want to go on that trip to Oregon we've been talking about, then the only week that I can do it this summer is next week. And I was thinking, next week, oh my gosh, we have to book the hotels, we have to figure out what we're going to do. And then I looked at my schedule, and I had over 10 clients scheduled that week. I had an interview, I was interviewing this woman who was coming on to, or was going to be a guest teacher inside Summer Love School, which is something that I'm creating, I'll hear more about soon. And just, I mean, all sorts of stuff going on. And I was just thinking, no way, this is impossible. Like we just can't go on this spontaneous of a trip. Now I'm a planner. I like to know what's going to happen far in advance. And once I have a plan, I don't really like to change it. And that's pretty much my MO. And Stevie just kind of laid it out to me straight. And he was like, fine, then I guess we just can't go and we won't be able to do this trip to Southern Oregon. And I was like, okay, fine, we're going to make it happen. And so we did the work, did the research where we're going to stay, what we're going to do, where we're going to visit. And then I also rescheduled a ton of meetings that I had. And it was, I felt bad doing it, it was stressful, it was a little challenging to balance it all, but I did it. And the point in me telling you this, and I know it might just seem like a small little thing of like thinking, oh, I can't go on this trip, but turns out I can. And I know that might feel like a trivial thing. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, it certainly is a trivial thing. But I just share the story because I think sometimes it's really important for us to challenge the things that we believe to be true. And I know that's what I do a lot with my clients when they're actually talking to me, you know, and they're saying something I might often say, but is that really true? Or does it have to be true? Or why does it have to be so hard? Can it be easy? And a lot of times I get like, well, yeah, of course it's hard or it has to be true or no, this other thing can't be true. And I think we do really well in our lives or better in our lives when we're really able to catch ourselves when we're telling these things, oh, I can't do this, or this isn't possible, and to ask yourself, is it really true? Is it really true that you can't find a better job? Is it really true that you can't ask for a raise? Is it really true that you you know can't go out on a date and not get super attached? And it doesn't mean that there's not work to be done around maybe some of these things that you would like to not be true or to shift. But I think we have to begin with just challenging the very basis of where our beliefs are coming from and realizing that Maybe what we believe to be true is just so ingrained in our brain, it's hard to see anything else to be true. But the reality is that there is another truth out there, or there could be another truth. So just a little thing that I want to share with you as we move into today's caller. So this is the third Thursday of the month, or I'm releasing this on the third Thursday, whether or not you're listening to it when it actually comes out. So that means I have a brand new coaching podcast for you. And I really, really love today's topic. And you're going to hear me say this a lot during the episode um, with Andre Ann, but you're gonna To hear me say, like, this is so common, but I don't think a lot of people admit this to themselves. And it's really hard to do this. And you'll understand what I mean when we get into the coaching episode. But when you listen to this episode, I really want you to keep an open mind and really ask yourself, do I believe this to be true as well? Have I had this thought? And that thought is, is there a part of you, whether it's big or small, that believes that you can't really start living your life or that? you don't really know who you are or you'll just kind of do all the things that you want to do in your life or create the life that you want when you get into a partnership. This is a really hard truth for a lot of us to swallow, especially because we're smart, successful women and we like to think of ourselves as ambitious and independent and goal-driven and career-driven. We have big ideas for what we want in our life, but then yet there can also be a part of us that believes that when we see friends getting married or having families or whatever, that we believe or at least a part of us is fearful, oh crap, am I getting left behind? When do I get to start living? And I think this is fairly common and I think it's fairly more common than we think it is because nobody wants to admit it, right? This is a really uncomfortable truth to admit, especially given the type of women um, that are generally in this community. So I want you to listen to my coaching conversation with Andre Ann with an open mind and an open heart. And I definitely want you to listen to my conclusions, my summary after the call, because I have a lot to say and a lot of takeaways for you if this is a big or small piece of your mindset or your beliefs around relationships and in love. So without further ado, let's get to my coaching conversation with Andre Ann. (laughs) Hi Andrea Ann, welcome to the show. How can I help you today?
0: Hi Veronica. I would like to know the difference between dating and long-term commitment because I seem to be confusing the two. Oh, interesting question. Can you tell me more?
1: Where does it well, get- when, I, when I
0: meet a guy, I go for a date and then it, it's like I commit too fast. I always fall in love for life. It's always like I my heart gets involved super fast and then I get skip to the sixth part within the first few weeks and then it's like I do everything backwards Mm -hmm. I get
1: do do you get do you mean you get attached physically too fast or do you get attached emotionally too fast or both? both both okay 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 got it let me ask you this first before we get going why do you do you have an idea of why that might be
0: well, I, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with my childhood because I was uh I didn't have a role model about what it is actually to be in a healthy relationship. And also I was I'm what you would say codependent or dependent, like intense emotions and like I'm super sensitive and uh I everybody is like I'm I'm naive and gullible and Okay. Okay. I'm going to pause you for a second because you're saying
1: all these things like I'm naive, I'm codependent. I have all this da, 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 da. And some people might say this is semantics, but I firmly disagree. Um, If you think you're naive and codependent and like too sensitive or whatever, then like you're going to (laughs) be.
0: Okay. Right.
1: Like, I don't know if you heard that story, the little engine that could, I mean like, Jesus, we've been reading that story since we're like five years old, but like, there's actually a lot of truth to it. Right. So maybe you have some tendencies that display some naive beliefs or actions, or maybe you have some codependent tendencies, but that's not who you are. And the more that you just kind of identify with it, the more true you're going to make it because that's just how the brain works, right? Like confirmation bias, we want to be right. You know, it's kind of like when you go car shopping and you see like a red Subaru at the car dealer and then you see it like everywhere else. <laughs> yes. It's kind of like the, the same thing is, is going on. So before we even like dive into this any further, can we just agree that you're not codependent, you're not naive, you're not overly sensitive, and maybe sometimes you display those tendencies? Yes, I agree. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So let's that's just like that other way and if you do find yourself, you know, anytime after this call and saying that, then you've got to it's harder obviously to do for yourself, but you've got to like stop yourself. You got to do like basically a pattern interrupt and redirect the thought. Um, Tony Robbins is really famous for doing this and he does it in kind of a vulgar way. Like someone will be basically doing what you did, like saying, Oh, well, I'm this and I'm that. And da, 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 And it'll just be like, fuck, 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 fuck. And no. people are like, what, like, what is he doing? Like, you know, he's, that's just kind of how he is. And you don't have to agree with that style, but basically, um, he's just trying to shock the system as a pattern interrupt interrupter. Okay. And so you know, sometimes people will do things like wear a rubber band and then sometimes I guide clients to do that and just like snap their wrist when they're trying to, uh-huh. try to have it. Um, and there is a lot of research to show that that could work anyways, but I went down that rabbit hole a little too far. So let's bring it back to why you get attached. Okay. So you think it has something to do with childhood and not getting and not seeing like an example of a healthy relationship. Is that what you said to repeat back to you?
0: Well, that's my first thought. My, okay. Yeah, I think. okay. Might not be it, but that's what. Well, let's, know.
1: let's see if there's something here because there may or may not be right. we can only explore. That's the only way you can find out. So
0: let me ask you this. What did you see? I saw both my parents um, divorced when I was four years old and both of them, they like went from one partner to the other constantly. Mm-hmm. And up until today, they have not been in a, long-term uh committed relationship they're still looking for the the, uh, the life partner mm-hmm. so i'm i'm not judging them i i think that that's what i was shown so so i don't i don't really know what it what it is to be dating and just with a to filter mm-hmm.
1: I- mm-hmm. okay so with your
0: parents were they displaying like
1: toxic behaviors with their partners or is just simply like not the right fit or not the right
0: person I would see my mom having some toxic patterns okay like what? Uh, getting involved in with partners who were not respectful to her who not were not, not good fit for her mm-hmm. and uh, she really um, wanted to to have a family so she had more other kids like she remarried and she had more kids so mm-hmm. and she was disappointed that it didn't work so but I'm not saying that as a judgment, I'm just trying to relate to that, what I learned from that. Okay. And
1: do you remember when you were little, what you made that mean or what you believed to be true by seeing your mom's experience?
0: I'm a dreamer. I thought like her, like one day you will find the right partner and it will be forever. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
1: A lot of times when we, whether you're listening to my podcast or, you know, reading other people's stuff, it's almost become like, I don't know, part of pop culture that, you know, if our parents struggled in love, then we're gonna have the same struggle in our relationship. Or if we never saw what love looks like, then we're it's hard to know for ourselves. But I think it's that's a little too almost linear. Cause I can tell you've been thinking a lot about this. Yeah, you're like trying to look for a very logical reason. And I do think there is like a logical reason to your pattern, but I think you're thinking about it rather than feeling into it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And there's a big difference. So when it comes to you going on a date or a couple dates with someone and you want to completely attach yourself to them, what is it that you're feeling? Like, how do you feel in those moments? What do you feel like you need to get from them? What does it feel like to then attach yourself?
0: I don't have the confidence that if I stay by myself, I'll be okay. Like it it has to work. Okay. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere.
1: Can you see how that's like, boom.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. So you ha you can't be by yourself. You have to be with someone because you can't take care of yourself. Is that what you said?
0: Yes. I think uh, as much as it hurts to hear that, I think that. Yeah. And, And, and it's,
1: Honestly, when you're doing this work, like it should feel a little uncomfortable to be like, oh my
0: God, do I really feel that way? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like a lot of times we don't want to because the women, I mean, I know you are and the women in this community were smart and are successful and we can get shit done. And so then to admit something that's like, we kind of look down upon maybe in other people or maybe judge people for then to admit like, oh fuck, I have the same thing going on. Like can be really uh-huh. hard, but that's yeah. where growth happens. And so I just want to acknowledge you for that thank you. Okay. It's super vulnerable. It takes a lot of courage and you you like nothing bad will come of it.
0: Right? I I agree it, it it's uncomfortable but it, it, it rings like it's right. Like I have I never saw my parents being uh, happy being by themselves. They were constantly searching and looking and never staying single for taking the time to to be Single and taking care of themselves, and me and my brother, and exactly. and so I'm like, wow, I don't know actually how it is to be happily single just by myself. Yeah, and maybe that's the big
1: lesson here, right? Yes, maybe that's on the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had no doubt that this pattern, this behavior, came from childhood parents because everything does. But it wasn't as simple as, well, I never saw a healthy relationships, so I never had an example. And then therefore, like I just don't know what love is, which isn't true because there you have experienced love in your life. It might have been a romantic love, but you've experienced some sort of love. Yeah. Right. Go ahead and close your eyes for me for a second. And let's let's kind of really dig in here. And this might get uncomfortable, but that's totally fine. Again, that's where growth happens. So you have to attach yourself to this person. And so I just want you to put yourself, whether this is a current reality in your life, or you can just think back to a time when this was a reality or where you felt those feelings or triggered emotionally. Okay. I want you to complete the sentence with as many ways you can fill in the blank. And you're, so you're going to say this out loud.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have to, I don't know how you would actually say this, but I'm just going to say, I, ha- I have to end up with this person. I have to be with this person. We have to work out. Because otherwise,
0: I won't succeed in life. And what else? I'll feel, I'll be rejected, mm-hmm. I'll feel lonely, I, will, I won't feel loved. That one makes me feel like crying. Like, Which one, like, I won't feel loved? Yeah. Okay, you can open your eyes. Why does that one feel especially triggering? Like it's the only kind of love that you can have in life, which is totally irrational, but indeed deep down inside it's what came up. Like Well, let's not try to pass
1: judgment, like, oh, this is so irrational, right? Because that's not gonna help anybody. Mm-hmm. So it feels like this is the only kind of love that you can have.
0: Tell me uh, more about that. to yeah, to to be somebody and to have some kind of an identity, you know, like it's, it's the start, the first step, you find a partner you build your, and then you have a life. Okay. Okay.
1: So you can't have an identity. You can't have a life until you have a partner.
0: Well, I think that's how I feel inside. It's weird. I've never thought about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm so confused when I end up single and I feel lost and I feel like I need to get back Mm -hmm. a new Mm -hmm. partner. But I'm not so far. I'm still trying to figure out how it is to actually choose someone that is the right fit for me. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so this is more common than you think, right? Like I think actually a lot of don't either – well, they don't admit it to themselves. They certainly would never admit it to me or to a friend or whatever. But when I was single, especially when I felt like all my friends were married or getting married or in serious relationships or even having kids and I was like still on OkCupid or whatever, I was like, well, shit, my life hasn't started yet, Yeah, <laughs> which is basically like the same, I mean, essentially it's like the same mindset you have. And I think this is actually fairly common. I just think that oh, there's a lot of pride and ego attached to this. So we don't really admit it to ourselves, especially not to others. So what do you believe that you can have when you have a relationship that you can't have now?
0: Sex. <laughs>
1: First, um, someone. Well, what talk- does sex mean though? Cause sex, I mean, you could just like, you know, Get a vibrator and like
0: go into your room,
1: right? <laughs> like you can yeah. you can give yourself an orgasm, right? So this isn't just about sex. You're making sex mean something.
0: Oh right, yeah. Okay, now that you're saying that, I agree with. you I think it's the feeling of being being feeling complete. Mm-hmm. You no know? feeling like I'm I'm seen. I, I exist. I'm someone. Uh, I yeah that feeling. Like I'm, I'm, I'm complete. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What would need
1: to be true that you have complete control over? So that's the caveat. Mm -hmm. What would need to be true right now in your life for you to feel complete? Wow.
0: That's a good question. uh, hmm, I think projects that have nothing to do with a love relationship, like a partner, just. Like a, crea- like a creative project or something? Yes, or like I like to write. I would like to have my own blog or my own Facebook group. So I, I have that in me, but I never take the time to actually act upon my interests and and uh, dreams. So I think that's what I always wait for when I I find a partner and then I take care of my interests and projects and so i think I'm, i might be doing it backwards yeah you're 100% doing it backwards <laughs> <laughs> this is a thing
1: this is a definite um, yeah we live in a and and i just want to emphasize for you or anyone listening like this isn't your fault this is what advertising does to us you know when you get mm-hmm. like look just it's so fascinating looking at watching commercials on tv like i'm one where you know, I'm watching my favorite TV show, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and there's commercials and I'm like, woo, I love commercials because it's so fascinating to me because the people who are writing those commercials really understand human psychology. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is why also I loved Mad Men because anything, even Don Draper says it in the show where he's like, basically we're selling happiness, but by a bunch of people who aren't really happy. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so basically like any mass marketing, message, like commercials for products or whatever are mostly going to be like, well, when you can be skinny and lose all this weight, then look at yourself. You're going to be like going on all these awesome dates. Like, like just watch any freaking Weight Watchers commercial when you can, you know, own these, I don't know, pairs of shoes or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, when you can buy the shoes that Meghan Markle was just wearing, then you can be kind of regal too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? And and like and, and that's just like what it that's just like so ingrained in our brain. And so when we find ourselves like falling into that pattern, the first thing is just pure compassion and pure forgiveness for ourselves because you know, we're we're human, right? We're human and social conditioning is, is real. But what's actually real or what's actually I shouldn't say what's real, what's more true in terms of getting what you want and how to create that so-called happiness or that happiness. So it's the other way around. And so, you know, you can, you know, what needs to be true in order for you to feel complete? Well, you need to create this blog, right? Or do this writing, you Mm -hmm. know, and I don't know what the topic is, but really matter. But you need to do that because that's going to help you connect with yourself. It's something you feel really passionate about. It's probably going to fulfill you. And guess what? Like the whole irony is, is that's hot. Oh, <laughs> that's well, super attracting or attractive. attractive okay. to someone, right?
0: What well, I think it's the identity part of it outside of a relationship. Like who am I when I, I don't have a boyfriend like by myself, you know? So I, I don't have that. I think I'm, I'm, I feel the need to work on that by doing projects and act upon my dreams. And. Oh yeah.
1: So, yeah. I mean, I think doing anything for yourself can help you to get clear on that, but especially a creative project and especially a project around writing. I mean, I, when I first started my business, I was a very different human. And I was a very different coach. Like I was not able to take my clients as far as I can now because I just hasn't, hadn't gone that far. And I didn't realize how much of just having a business, particularly a personal brand business was going to push me and challenge me and be really a huge catalyst in my, in my growth. Right. And so I think that, um, for you, like doing some sort of creative project, whether it ends up being a business or a purely creative project, it does it really doesn't matter. But you're putting yourself out there, you're you're writing, so you're getting to know yourself through that, and then you're sharing that with other people. Maybe you're inspiring other people, or you're teaching other people or you know, something with other people, um, if most likely if you're if you're writing, and that's gonna be a huge growth catalyst. It's gonna offer a lot of fulfillment, and I think it is gonna be a really great way for you to answer that question of like, who am I?
0: I, I think that um, as I'm listening to you I feel like crying because I kind of understand why I was confusing dating and commitment it's because when I'm I was dating I was getting an identity like if I'm that guy's girlfriend I'm gonna yep. do that I'm gonna end up in that family I'm gonna be that kind of partner so I was really actually looking for me for myself like through that relationship so i was trying to commit to being that kind of andreanne so i think that i understand now that's what's going on like tell me this i'm gonna i'm gonna put you on the spot here mm -hmm. who are you who are you i'm andreanne i'm Talented, like I'm a good writer. I'm a good friend. I like people. I'm introverted. Mm -hmm. I like uh, hiking, fishing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have purple hair. (laughs) 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 Purple is my favorite color. So, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of struggling to. To tell you more, I'm, it's kind of, it's like, I don't really know more than. Good
1: start. I totally put you on the spot. That's a hard question yeah. to answer. Yeah. A hard question to answer. Like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Usually okay. we're so conditioned to be like, oh, well, I'm a life coach or I'm a financial analyst or I'm a lawyer. Like, no, that's what you do. But who are you? And I thought, not that there's like right or wrong or good or bad answers, but you answered beautifully. Oh, thank you, I, especially I, for I, someone who's saying, "I don't know who I am," and 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 I'm not saying that to like say that you're wrong and that you don't have growth to do in this area, but I just want to highlight that, and this is true with most of my clients and the women that I coach, is that you're further along than you think you are, so you can let yourself off the hook a little bit.
0: Oh, thank and you. And
1: give yourself some more compassion.
0: Thank you. I'm and more I credit think, too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Veronica. I. I have to admit, all those months working with the Love Action Tribe are starting to pay off. (laughs) Good, good. I'm so. I feel the the growth. I feel the that I have regular insights, and I'm in. I consciously choose to stay single right now because I really wanna feel that that void, like that.
1: Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to bring this down, like 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 ground it into, you know, tangible space. So you have some specific things to work on. So maybe like journaling, who are you? And I am, and just keep going, keep going, just write it out. I am, I am, I am, I am. So I think that could be a really beautiful practice. I definitely, as always, inner child work is always going to be helpful. We didn't really talk about this that much in this, in this episode or this coaching call, but you have the tools and resources to do that and the love action tribe. And then of course, in the Facebook group, you have questions for me about that. Then what I think could also be really helpful is not just stay single, but well, okay, before we get there, think about like what makes you whole and complete and then doing those things that you have control over. Right. Mm -hmm. So doing that. And then in terms of not dating, And I know that I'm like the queen of date yourself because I have my date yourself challenge. But (laughs) what I think could be really fun for you to do is to write out a list of like your ideal partner. And what would you want that partner to do for you? Would you want them to take you out to dinner? Would you want them to write you sweet notes? Would you want them to buy you flowers? Would you want them to tell you that they love you and how they feel about you and how they're proud of you? Like, whatever. And then make a conscious effort to do those things for yourself. And I know you've been doing that, but I think it's different when there's like a conscious, like I'm literally dating myself. I am off the market.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, okay.
1: And, and not just like pampering yourself with like baths and everything, but like maybe pushing your edge a little bit. And like, what would it be like to go to dinner by yourself or go get a drink by yourself? or go to the movies by yourself. For some people that feels like highly uncomfortable. And if it does, I highly encourage you to try it (laughs) because it's great. And all your stuff's going to do what?
0: Dinner by myself is definitely a challenge. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it's going to, and all your stuff's going to come up. I mean, that's normal. You're going to think, oh my God, people are going to think I'm a loser. I don't have any friends. They're going to worry. They're going to judge me for being out by myself and like, blah, 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 blah. And like when you go to dinner by yourself and you bring like a book or something, or you don't even have to bring a book. Honestly, I've done both. It can just be a really pleasurable experience. One of my favorite things to do. I mean, most people listening to this podcast know that Chardonnay is my drink of choice. I love Chardonnay. And so one of my favorite things to do is just go to a bar that has a decent Chardonnay and then just sit at the bar with a good book, not like a business book, which is like a fun book, like a novel, like Ideally, Outlander, <laughs> and oh, yeah. and just read and drink a wonderful glass of Chardonnay, and it's fantastic. it's one of my favorite things to do. And now that I'm saying it, I'm realizing I do not do this enough. But but I think, but at first it was like highly uncomfortable for me to go to a meal by myself or do any of that stuff. But you know, all the worries about what people think of me, like it really forces me to up my worthiness enough to not give a fuck if people are judging me, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really the power of dating yourself. So it's not just about pampering yourself, which is a part of it, but it's also about pushing your boundaries and using it as an opportunity to increase your self worth, your self confidence, all that type of good stuff. Good. Sound good? Yes. Great. What did you learn today? What's your biggest
0: takeaway? Oh my gosh, that I was really actually looking for my 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 identity, commitment to my myself. What yeah when I was approaching dating. Yeah. So I was committing to getting excited and oh, to be that particular partner. And so that that's a life changing for me. Good. Well, I'm so Thank glad. You. I'm so glad we're able to change
1: your life in 20 minutes. <laughs> that's right. I haven't been keeping time. Um, Awesome. Well, good. And keep, obviously, keep me updated. Let me know what happens in the Facebook group. And if you need follow up support, you know, obviously I'm, I'm there for you. But thank you so much for sharing your question and your journey with the audience here. I know that we're going to get so much out of this episode, and I just so appreciate you for, for doing this.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Okay, so let's break this down a little bit and take what Andre Ann learned in this coaching session and just bring it into some tangible steps that you can take to shift patterns in your own life. So Andre Ann had a pattern of latching on to anyone that she could date because without a relationship, she didn't feel whole or complete, and she really didn't know who she was. Now, we talked briefly about her family history, and yes, it does seem that she learned that behavior from her parents, especially her mom, but I just want to say here, the problem wasn't that her mom was single, the problem was how her mom approached that part of her life, and that's the part that got passed down to Andre Ann in a way that not been so helpful for her adult life, and I just want to speak to the single moms for a second because single moms in my community have a really hard time investing either in coaching or any one of my programs and I get that there is a very real extra financial constraint that women who don't have children um, you know you might be facing but I also just want to say and and I think this is a really great example to highlight it and that is an investment in yourself is a hundred percent an investment in your kids right because imagine if andre Ann's mom had like a coach or a therapist now I get that when that was going on like 20, 30 years ago, coaching wasn't really much of a thing and, and therapy was probably more taboo. So I'm not saying she should have, but I'm just saying, imagine if she had, and she approached dating relationships very differently. Well, then Andre Ann may not have picked up this belief or this pattern, this behavior that you get your success, you get your happiness and your validation, your identity, all of those things from a romantic partner. So an investment in you and your growth is 100% an investment in your kids, whether or not you have sons or or daughters. Okay, so with Andre Andreanne, the first thing I wanted to do was pinpoint where the belief and the pattern came from. Now, I obviously asked her where she thought it came from because I just wanted to get a sense of her awareness and what kind of work she's already done and what she already knows. And she's definitely certainly had an idea of where it came from. But this is really, I think, highlights the beauty of coaching or therapy or just having a third party who can really just pinpoint it and say, like, well, what about that? Or what about this? And because a lot of times we're too close to our own lives, right? And there's a lot of emotional charge behind it. And so it's really hard to step back and see the full picture and to really see what some of the patterns are that's going on. So once we did that, I wanted to bring it down to earth as quickly as possible because you guys know me, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, come to any of my workshops or webinars or anything, you know that I don't like to stay up into the clouds too long because then we just kind of start floating away and like nice ideas and theory and it's not really super practical and it doesn't actually change your life. So one thing that was really important for Andre Ann to get clear about was what would need to be true for her to feel complete. Now, An obvious answer might have been to be in a relationship, right? But she doesn't have complete control over that. And that's why I added the caveat. And so just notice if you find yourself when you're listening to that episode, that portion of the coaching call, if you're also like, well, just be in a relationship, then I would feel happy or I can feel complete. And you don't have control over that, or at least not 100% control. And so that's why it's really important to ask yourself, what can you, what would need to be true in order for you to feel complete that you have complete control over? Ann has complete control over how she spends her time and where she spends her time creatively and whether or not she ever, you know, puts time into her projects and things that she wants to do. Now, of course, you can make excuses, but you can just make excuses your whole life. But if you really want to do something, then you're going to find the time. I really truly believe that. And so she almost immediately knew what she wanted to do. She wanted to right? And she wanted to start a blog and have a Facebook group and share and inspire and teach others, right? I'm not sure what the topic is, but that's not really relevant to this call at all. Now, you might think you have no idea what can help you feel complete or what can help you feel happy. But I'm going to push back a little bit and say you do at least on some level. Now, there might be some fear to admit it, or you might feel like it's dumb, or you might feel like it's not possible, or you don't have the time, or you don't have the money, or the resources, or the space to do whatever that thing is to make you feel complete. And tying it back to the very first story that I shared about our trip to Oregon, is it really true? And does it have to be true? And what if it was possible for you to do that thing that maybe feels weird, or scary, or awkward, or dumb to admit? Now, if you you really feel like in your heart of hearts that you are really not sure what can help you feel complete, then this is when you just have to do some guess and check. You have to try something. Does it help you feel fulfilled? Does it make you happy? Does it bring joy to your heart? And if it does, awesome. And if not, then try something else. And that's really where you have to start from. just have to be in this spirit of curiosity. I mean, think about it. Kids don't know what they like. Kids don't know what their hobbies and their interests are, but they try different things. And then something will eventually stick or make them happy, or they have fun doing it or whatever it is. And you kind of have to put that kid hat on if you're not really, truly sure what's going to help you feel complete. Now, I just want to say that the experience that Andre Ann has is super, super common. It's really common to feel like you're getting behind in life or that all your friends are getting married and you're still on Tinder or whatever. And it's icky and uncomfortable for a lot of us smart, successful women to admit that we do get our identities or our worth or our validation or whatever it is wrapped up in a relationship. And that's part of the reason I think that we tie ourselves to these relationships that we know aren't going anywhere. But if we were to let that relationship go, we'd also be letting go a part of ourselves. No wonder that's really hard to do, because that's really freaking scary. And I really do think that the first step in clearing any kind of pattern or any kind of belief that you want to clear or block that you want to clear is you have to admit it. And this feels highly uncomfortable. Now, maybe for you, you're like, no, yeah, this is feeling really real. And yeah, you're like there with me, right? That's great. But if you're feeling like this is really uncomfortable for you to admit, I want you to know that you're not alone. I would have never admitted this many, many, many moons ago when I was dating. And at this, and at some point, in my dating career, to be totally honest, like I wasn't even aware that this is what's happening. Obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but there was definitely some later period of my dating life where I had the awareness that was happening and I just didn't want to admit it to myself mm-hmm. until, you know, I was basically having my bathroom floor moment. And also, I just want to say that I'm not trying to project this onto you. So if you really truly feel like this isn't a pattern for you or belief for you, that's totally fine. So I'm not trying to make something a pattern or a block if it really wasn't there. I'm just really emphasizing that this can be something that's especially hard for the kind of women who I know listen to this podcast to admit. So if it's really truly not a limiting belief or a block for you, then let this part of the conversation go. And if it is, if you need a permission slip to admit it or to feel it, here it is. <laughs> it's it's totally okay. Okay, so some action steps. What I want you to do is write it out who you are. Who are you? If I were to ask you who are you, and in fact, I am asking you who are you? And if we are connected on Instagram, then send me a DM and tell me. Just like how I asked Andre Ann, I wanted her to get into the practice and experience of just expressing who she was, and she did a beautiful job. And so I would love to hear from you. So send me a DM and tell me who are you? if I were to ask you, and I am asking you, what would you say and use it as an exercise and just know that there's no right or wrong answer. You can't do this good or bad. There's just, it is what it is, whatever comes up. I would love to, I would love to hear that. And another action step is to ask yourself, what would you need to be true now for you to feel complete? And how can you start doing those things? Notice I didn't say, is it possible to do those things? Can you start doing those things? But how can you start doing those things? And it doesn't have to be all the things. It can just be one thing. Notice with Andreanne, we just really talked about this creative project that she wants to do. Now, there might be other things she can do too, but this is a start and you only have to do one thing. You don't have to change your life radically overnight in order for your life to change radically. You just have to start doing one thing differently. And the next thing is to date yourself. And like I said, during the coaching conversation, I know I'm the queen of date yourself. The date yourself challenge, by the way, is coming up again in September. So get ready. It's going to be tons of fun. But until then, how can you like literally date yourself, take yourself off the market, do things that you would want your future partner to do? And I don't just mean bubble baths and getting a mani-pedi as dating yourself, although that might be nice. And for some people, that might already feel like a stretch because you feel like maybe you can't spend the money on yourself or you can't relax, or give yourself that much downtime. So that might be where you are. But if that feels really easy, and you do that all the time, then what can you do to stretch yourself? What about or what would it look like? Or what would it feel like to go out to dinner by yourself or to go to a coffee shop by yourself with no phone, just a book, or just nothing and just people watch and just watch people walk by and, and see what comes up for you and 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 just feel what that would feel like and work through it. So that's all I've got for you. Next week, I've got a brand new interview about social media and just the media in general, worthiness and love and relationships and how they all affect each other. It's going to be so good and I can't wait for you to hear it. Now, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've gotten to the end with me, and if you've never left a rating or review on iTunes, especially, but wherever you're listening to this podcast, please take a moment to do so. It really helps me to grow the show. And I love hearing your comments and your feedback. So thank you in advance for taking, I think, the literal 30 seconds it takes to, to do that. And I will see you next week on the Love Life Connection. listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. remember... Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.